Hello, fam, and welcome back to Well, Isn't That Interesting, a podcast where we talk about all the fascinating things in our world. Just to reiterate, I still don't know what I'm talking about, and there may be inaccuracies, as always, but I'm trying my best. So, let's begin. This week was supposed to be about something else. It was supposed to be about egglets. But that topic is serving to be a lot more difficult than I was imagining. So, as we wait for my library holds, I thought we would do another episode in the meanwhile. On something I thought the internet would have a lot of more information about. Narcissism. Narcissism, narcissism, narcissism. It's a word that is tossed around a lot nowadays for various reasons. It's a word that we've all used a lot and in vastly different contexts. Although I have heard it a lot, I'm still not very certain on what it is. So that's what today's topic is, and believe me, there's a lot more information on that. It's almost like narcissists love talking about themselves. What is a narcissist? To answer that question, we have to pose another. How do therapists diagnose people? In particular, what is their standard for understanding each mental disorder? How they overlap and how they are different. To do this, there is a book, The Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, also known as the DSM-5, which categorizes, explains, and basically helps healthcare professionals in the diagnostic process. You might be wondering what the five is all about. Well, that's because it's the fifth edition. The first DSM, known as the pre-DSM, was released in 1840, and they have been updating it and tweaking it ever since, along with our growing knowledge of psychology. So, what does the DSM-5 say about narcissism? There's only one diagnosis for narcissism, and it's called Narcissistic Personality Disorder. There are nine traits associated with Narcissistic Personality Disorder. And according to the DSM-5, you must have five or more of these traits to qualify. These traits are 1. Grandiose sense of self-importance 2. Preoccupation with fantasies of ultimate success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love 3. Belief in their own uniqueness and belief that they will only be understood by or willing to associate with unique or high society people and organizations 4. Constant need for admiration. Five, sense of entitlement. Six, takes advantage of others to achieve their own ends. Seven, cannot or does not understand the concerns or feelings of others. Eight, envious of others and projects that envy onto others. Nine, arrogance and hot-headedness. The DSM-5 clarifies that many highly successful people display these traits, but continues that it is only narcissistic personality disorder, and I quote, only when these traits are inflexible, maladaptive, and persisting and cause significant functional impairment or subjective distress do they constitute narcissistic personality disorder. Not everyone who is a narcissist has narcissistic personality disorder. It's just the most severe version of it. There are four types of narcissists, the exhibitionist, the covert narcissist, the toxic narcissist, and the communal narcissist. Exhibitionist narcissists are pretty much your standard narcissist, the type you think of when you think of a narcissist. 
They think they're the best, smarter, and more attractive than everyone else, and everyone else is below them. You can think of the exhibitionist narcissist kind of like a child, jumping up and down, saying, look what I've done, look what I've done, look how great I am, look how smart I am, look how successful I am. It's all based on a need to show everyone else that they're really smart, because maybe if they convince everyone else that they're really smart, they'll start to believe it themselves. On the other hand, covert narcissists tend to be more insecure. They tend to blame the world for their problems. And if you call them out on something they've done wrong, they tend to turn it around and blame you. For instance, they might constantly blame their lack of art supplies or time or other factors for why their art is not perfect or up to their own standards. Or they might blame companies for not giving them the right opportunities. They blame the world for everything going on and take no personal responsibility. For example, if you ask them to say pick you up and they don't, they'll find every reason it's not their fault they didn't pick you up, it's actually your fault. Why did you ask? You knew I had a hard day. If I knew it was such a big deal, I would have, I just didn't know. Why did you not wake me up? Stuff like that. They are also very sensitive to negative feedback and will be very cold and mean in response, saying stuff like, Oh, you didn't like my joke. Well, my jokes are part of my personality, so I guess you don't like me? Or if someone has constructive criticism about something they've cooked, I guess you just hate my cooking. You should feel lucky I'm feeding you. Sometimes this type of narcissist will be misdiagnosed with depression, and narcissists can have depression. You can have multiple diagnoses. The difference between these two diagnoses is you don't see the worth in yourself versus the world doesn't see how great you are. I'm not quite sure how these would overlap, but that's a topic for another day. The next type of narcissist is the toxic narcissist. This is probably the most destructive version we'll talk about. They not only believe that they are the best, they want to make damn sure that everyone else knows that they're inferior to them. They revel in putting people down and have no empathy for the pain they cause. They thrive on causing chaos and drama. Some studies say they find pleasure in causing pain to others. Of course, they would deny all of these things to the moon and back, but somehow always manage to end up in the middle of the drama. The main difference between the toxic narcissist and the exhibitionist narcissist is their opinions on others. The toxic narcissist wants others to know that they're inferior to them and will always be below them. While the exhibitionist narcissist doesn't care about putting people down as much as they care about putting themselves on a pedestal and being praised. Basically, the toxic narcissist lowers the others down while raising themselves up, while the exhibitionist simply raises themselves up. The last type of narcissist is a little tricky to identify. It's the communal narcissist. So this is the person who's out there on social media or at high society fundraising conventions, writing big checks or volunteering lots of time, doing all they can to make that public to the world. This type of narcissist is difficult to identify because there's a difference between someone going out and doing good things 
because they like the feeling of doing good things and someone who's going out and doing good things so that people will lavish them with praise for doing good things. These things might even overlap. Someone might genuinely think what they're doing is good and also like getting praised for doing good things. It's kind of like a spectrum. Some people go out to do good things purely to do good things. On the other extreme, some people go out to do good things purely to get attention and admiration for themselves. At the end of the day, if good things were done, does it matter the intent for which they were done? I don't know. That's for us all to decide individually. With the philosophy of good silently brought up and swiftly dismissed as a topic for later, if ever, I will go back to the communal narcissist. Their focus when they do good things is to get praised. Mostly, but not always, they don't care about the actual thing they're championing. All they care about is being recognized as a good person. Like all other types of narcissists, they're trying to inflate themselves because deep down inside, there is very little self-worth. And they believe that by making others believe that they are all these things, that will make them believe it themselves. That is also why narcissists tend to have very thin skin and take any type of criticism incredibly harshly. At the end of the day, all of these disorders are based on a basic lack of self-worth. Narcissists project this image of themselves as high and mighty and loving themselves, but this is very rarely true, and most narcissists have very low self-images. You might be thinking to yourself now, I know someone who's like this, or heck, maybe I'm like this, and if that's the case, it's not the end of the world. There's always help out there, there's therapy and self-reflection, it's hard to do self-reflection when you like to look at yourself through rose-tinted filters, but it's possible and anyone can get better. It just takes work. It just takes hard work. Just like any mental disorder or really anything in life, if you want to get better at something, you just need to put in the time. This is definitely a topic that I'm going to come back to because it's very dense and very interesting. But it's really emotionally intense and I need a nap. I'm going to go into some lighter subjects before I dive back into this one. However, you can still look forward to more episodes on this because I'm sure I'm going back to this. Maybe an episode on the history of narcissism, maybe one on how to spot a narcissist, and perhaps others. But for today, that ends our look into narcissism. If you want to know how I did my research, all of my sources are in the YouTube description and I'm going to figure out where to put it other places because I can't put it in the podcast itself because there's a word limit. So I'm still working that out and hopefully I'll figure it out. Maybe I'll actually make a website. If you want to get in contact with me, you can either type it in the YouTube comments if you're on YouTube or you can contact me through social media. I'm kept on the go on all my social medias. But anyway, I hope you have learned something new and I hope you have been entertained. Cheers! <laughs>